Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Shea butter and popcorn, the final season. Let's get it. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea Butter and Popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn. With Taj and Chels, Season 5, Episode 6. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the podcast where your neighborly film fanatics review our favorite films and shows. This is where real life and cinema intersect. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels, singer, actor, blogger, podcaster, and all-around movie lover. Yeah, and it's Tajiana, also known as Taj, also actor, director, lover of Black stories, Black narratives, Black everything. Welcome, or welcome back. Yeah. This is gonna be... Amazing. This is a great show. I thought that's what you were about to start seeing. Oh, is- so <laughs> I should have. Um, yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is so cool. Thank you, Five. This is what our special is this week. Okay. Um, for those of you who do not know, it is mm-hmm. a theater term, of course. Yes, it's ma'am. Five minutes until places. You know, that's when the butterflies start doing Cirque du Soleil in your stomach. You feel me? You're just like, oh my God. <laughs> Please, yeah, Cirque du Soleil, girl, is doing trapeze art, okay, in my tummy. But 15 minutes alone would cause me to flip when I was in theater in college, honestly, before a show. I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you like, we got to drink your water. <laughs> thank you, five. Thank you, 15. <laughs> Sweat falling in my eye. It was so. Oh, no. Yeah, in my eye. Just- for me, you like, why am I already sweated out my costume before we've even done any type of physical, no. verbal work on stage? Oh, upset. my God. Into the Woods, the makeup artist would always yell at me because, like, <laughs> oh. why are you soaked? Why are you soaked? And then your light. The light. And the lights are hot. You got on the heavy makeup and also you're like glitch, you're you're green. You know what I mean? So you just it was so much so much stuff. I didn't even notice. I didn't I didn't notice at all. At all. (laughs) Thank you, girl. That's that's it. That's stage makeup. Just just fan me. They would have a fan. Like, oh my God, you are soaked. Anyway, have fun though. This week we're gonna riff off our favorite films with the best opening sequences and why. It's gonna be so much fun. Let's get into it. Um first up for me is The Dark Knight, two thousand eight. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Come on now. It's the Dark Knight. It's Dark Knight. There's no honor among thieves, okay? But honestly, the entire bank robbing scene unfolding is arguably one of the best cinema openings ever. I rewatched this recently with my sister, of course, and I looked up at the TV and I was like, just saw a man standing with a mask in hand on the street corner. And I was like, my movie's on. I was like, oh, I knew what it was instantaneously. And that is what makes a great film because it grabs your attention. It reels you in. You're like, oh, my God, wait so-and-so's on let me go watch it and that's this is why we go to the movies it's great um the whole sequence and the lunacy of it all and how slick the jokers are double crossing each other as we unearth the real joker what doesn't kill you only makes you stranger classic rest in peace Heath Ledger love 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 this film (laughs) next up for me is Scream 1996 directed by Wes Craven 
Okay. Drew Barrymore. A home phone. Who uses a home phone anymore? Exactly. Like you have them, but you don't use them. Jiffy Pop. <laughs> Come on. Jiffy Pop. A masked serial killer with way too much time on his hands. And this entire cat and mouse game with the guessing of the scary movie characters is so perfect, but then it's tragic because, like, the way he kills her in the beginning and... Ugh. And she's, like, on the phone with her mom. mom and her intestines is all out in, the, out in the grass. Please. Her intestines all over her mama's garden. It's just like, oof. Oh, my gosh. Not her mama's garden. Like, ma'am? I can hear her. Where is she? She's in the house. She's on the phone. Hello? She's like, my boyfriend's really big and he's going to kick your butt. Boyfriend all dead. He got all his inner meat just hanging out. Just... Cause you know your intestines start to look like sausages. I'll stop. Um. <laughs> anyway, I don't like you. Classic. I do not like you. Inglorious Bastards, two thousand nine, directed by Quentin Tarantino. One of my favorite directors, probably my favorite director. Um. You got Christoph Waltz terrorizing people. Okay, the all-encompassing angel of death is what he is in this movie. But it's incredible to watch. The opening scene lets you know you're in for a real thrill. It's not a typical drama laced with espionage and sparkled with historical events, you know, but it's really one of a kind. Quentin likes to tell um, movies in an interesting way. He tells the narrative in and out of sequence. So you may jump ahead after you watch the beginning of a film of Quentin's and then go back. You see this a lot in Pulp Fiction, Hateful Eight. It's just riveting to watch. Love that opening. Oh, my gosh. With the glass of milk and... Oh my god. It's it's so intense, this man just silently crying and that just whole exchange. And he's so calm and cool with it, that's how you know he's evil, you know? And he's like, You're hiding them under the floorboards, are you not? And his like thick accent. <laughs> oh my god. And he's just sitting there crying because he don't know what else to do. And he's like, I will wash a shutter. Classic. Um the emotions, the emotional depth in that opening. This is why these movies are so great. Uh, Lion King, 1994, which we keep, we talked about the Lion King so much this season, and this season just started. Listen, and, and did, and did, and will. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Rob Minkoff and Roger Allers Ayers. Okay, so the song alone. Bye, ya. I don't actually know what he's saying, of course, but that's, it's beautiful. The visuals are top notch. The animals being called to meet up to see the birth of a new prince. It's golden. It totally transports you. It's like, it's so classic. Um, actually, all these films, actually, they actually transport you. That's what makes the opening so great. You're like, you're like in the movie, which is so cool without paying the extra money for 3D with them ugly glasses. But that's another episode. Ooh. You know, I'm going to get into it because that's just that's just capitalism at its finest because it's the same movie. You just see stuff jump at you, maybe. So anyway, there will be blood 2007 directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Another one of my faves. Honestly, it feels like there's like zero dialogue in the beginning. It's just a lot of action setting the tone of the movements. You know, um, the the life in this era of the gold rush, the cinematography is gorgeous. It's an immersive experience, kind of like immersive theater. The anxiety is palpable. The big bomb that goes off and the man that has the injury and all this other stuff and hurts his back. I think he breaks his back and, you know, this man is left with this 
this baby that he, you know, you know, is left with in the beginning that becomes his adopted son and, you know, putting some whiskey on his bottle because the baby's teething and it's just it's an excellent opening it's a very good movie where you know you're in for for something exciting um goodfellas 1990 directed by martin scorsese a late night drive well-dressed men a thumping trunk of a car and a voiceover narrative to ruin all other voiceover narratives we just talked about don lafontaine last week (laughs) this opening with them having to finish off billy bats who's a made guy who they whacked without getting an okay is iconic oh my gosh so good so so good it's like you can't kill a made guy without getting an okay otherwise you'd be the one that got whacked what ever since i can remember i've always wanted to be a gangster i love this movie i can quote this movie i do quote this movie i irritate all my family and friends because of it that's fine i'm gonna go get the papers get the papers you know jimmy two times they call him Jimmy two times because he always said everything two times. Um, <laughs> I love how you. I love how you said that. Jimmy two times. Jimmy two times. <laughs> Up two thousand nine, directed by Pete Doctor. Honestly, it took me two different tries to watch Up because it's so sad. It's literally so sad. I cried the first time I saw that whole montage in the beginning, and it covers all the stages of grief as well as the emotional arcs of life's little mysteries and surprises beautiful beautiful film and uh, last up for me this week high school musical three directed by kenny ortega i had to do it one time for the one time you got zach efron gasping for air and sweating bullets while his hair is strewn delicately across his face and you hear his heartbeat and he yells let's go then the whole scene of the atmosphere comes rushing into focus it's a great opening it's a beautiful 16, 16, 16 more minutes. Oh my god, classic. Love the soundtrack. Still listen to it every now and again. Those are my picks with the best opening sequences. Taji, let me know what yours are. I love those. (laughs) Such a hefty list of good sequences. Um, I like want to delve into some opening sequences, but even the opening titles. Um, because as soon as the titles roll, that's like part of setting you into the movie. And like, I have some that are like just immaculate and chef's kiss. So I have a few for you. Um, I will say that I know y'all are tired of me talking about this movie, but one of my favorite movies of all time, Panic Room, um, I believe that they beautifully, beautifully set us into the opening scene of the movie with these titles that are like in big block letters that show up in like a 3D type of way on the um, skyscraper buildings. <laughs> um, and as we kind of move to each, you know, produced by, written by, you know, shown at different angles, it's kind of in the same style and color palette that the the inside of the home is and kind of sets you into that. So it goes right into like the establishing scene of like the titles with the skyscrapers in this dynamic way that kind of mimics like, you know, the the tonality of the film in terms of how they're running around and trying to escape, you know what I'm saying? Um, and also just like, it sets the tone because then it opens up with Jodie Foster's character um, and her friend and then her daughter played by Kristen Stewart in, you know, walking up and down, you know, down the sidewalk. Um, and it's like just a seamless transition um, of going from that and then into 
um, the home um, and just the color palette matches. It's just like such a beautiful transition. And I feel like they did it in a really cool dynamic way. Um, and I just love, I, I love this movie. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. Um, another one, which y'all are going to hate me for, but you know, my man's Jordan Peele, you know what I'm saying? The Us movie opening titles. Everybody is always like, what the heck is this? And let me tell you, I don't know. Um, but, but I love it. <laughs> and I believe that it's a beautiful way to um, you know, open up a movie and to get people's attention, especially with something that is a suspense movie, to make opening titles that don't have as much activity and make, you know, just linger is a great way to kind of like reel the audience in. Um, and I believe that, uh, you know, it's definitely um, a very dynamic one. You have the opening with the rabbits um, and um, it's just with the um, the opening titles of everybody's names, you know what I'm saying, cast and crew. Um, and as it's doing, you know, it, it starts off on one of them. Um, and then it just is a slow pull out, a very slow pull out to um, reveal um, a lot of different rabbits. Um, and I think that... I have some theories on it, but I, I believe that it is a very interesting, you know, foreshadowing for later. Um, and maybe it, it's not that deep. Sometimes Jordan Peele will be like, yeah, I just did this because I just did this. And so I'm like, I love it. Um, but um, I'm going to, you know, do some more research on what's the meaning behind revealing these crates of rabbits. Um, I love how the titles are also read. Um, kind of goes with the color palette of the film, but also has some symbolism behind that as well, like, which is really dope. Um, but I believe that this is a beautiful, a beautiful way to open the film is to foreshadow to the end. And I think that's a beautiful way to like make a film very um, complete and thorough. And like, I just think it's really dynamic to do that. So um, yeah, I love it. And it's just very refreshing and like, so intriguing um and and it kind of sets the tone for like what you're about to get into with these these tethers um yeah um so i hope that y'all have watched that because it's one of my favorite movies of all time um we talked th who did we talk about was it we talked about one of the charlie's angels earlier um i forgot who you uh, mentioned I think um very more um speaking of the queen Charlie's Angels, can we talk about how fun um, this opening scene is where we are zooming through the sky, okay? There's a plane that is flying. Of course, this is all, you know, CGI graphics, whatever you want to call it. We go and transition through the plane window. And from there, it's just basically a long take of like traveling through the plane, meeting the different characters of folks on this plane, you're kind of thinking, what's about to happen? What does this have to do with the log line or the trailer or the movie poster that I saw, that I watched? Um, because that's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> I was like, what does this have to do with anything? I don't see any of the women. I don't see any of Charlie's Angels. There's just a whole bunch of people who are on a plane. Um, you got this couple sneaking off into the bathroom and one of the flight attendants is looking at them like, what the heck? Um, somebody's coming out of this, you know, bathroom and you're like, who is this? Um, and I just think that it's, 
It's completely genius. It's hilarious. It's riveting. I love it. <laughs> and I would have never thought that they would open this type of movie like this. You know, you're thinking that it's going to be action packed. You're thinking that it's going to be like, where, you're, where's the fighting? Where are the women? Um, so he stops this dude who, you know, played, played by Hello Cool J, of course. Um, and then it's a reveal, completely reveals them popping out and getting <laughs> putting this man in the chokehold and jumping out of the plane. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, he's wearing his, all his, you know, African garb. Um, and then all of a sudden we're out of this plane that we just spent three minutes inside of. And now we're propelled into the story. I think it's completely genius and a genius way to introduce these characters. I think it's the most badass way to introduce like women, you know, who are in these types of roles. I think that's just amazing. And then you have this bomb that's about to be set off. <laughs> so I, I love it. And then they just end it with them on this, you know, on the little boat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they just like... <laughs> <laughs> so much um i every time i watch it i'm just like what the heck type of opening is this genius genius and then they reveal themselves just these beautiful sexy women like you you didn't just jump out of the sky and like you weren't just like dressed as like LL cool j and like that whole bit um also a beautiful way to cameo an, another celebrity um beautiful 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 I love it. Um, I know y'all are sick of me, but it's okay because you're going to watch Charlie's Angels now to see what I'm talking about. Um, lastly, I do believe that um, this has been raved about, this opening scene um, in Cinema Blade. Um, I think that it's definitely a very, very dynamic way to reveal a powerful character where you're starting off, everything's very dark. You know, they have, um, it's kind of um, poet, not poetic, but it definitely feels like it's like it's like a dance sequence. The camera's dancing with everybody. You know, they have all this, you know, red blood stuff coming from the freaking ceiling, um, and you're like, "What the heck is this?" And it's definitely a lot of a lot of symbolism. But then they just slowly pan up to Blade and reveal him um, after all of this craziness. And all of the people who seem like they're threatening are no longer threatening. Um, and they're now like, we are scared of you, but he <laughs> is defeating them. Um, and I think it's just very, very dynamic. And it just, you know, he it shows like he's getting straight to the point. So, um, yeah, the Blade opening scene, you know, he's just like, I'm not playing and I'm here to take everybody down. Um, so I, I think that that was a very dynamic and interesting way of like, introducing this character because obviously he's here he's here for blood and that's what was on everybody earlier <laughs> um so just very funny um yeah love it love it love it um go watch those films guys like do it i, I think you should um they're amazing i love those sequences and yeah um those are my picks Thank you all for listening. Next week, we're going to highlight films where actors did a few big movies and then kind of maybe retired into other ventures, other avenues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can explore different things. You don't have to be a, a one-trick pony horse, however the saying is. This special is called One Take Wood in honor of Natalie Wood because uh, legend mm-hmm. has it that she was so good. She was such an amazing actress, of course. 
that she would get stuff done in one to two takes. And hey, one take would. Um, so follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop, on Instagram at Shea Butter Popcorn, or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. And you can follow me at Tajana Okechuku on Instagram and at Tajana Tweets on Twitter. Yes. Please let us know what's your favorite open secret. I'm very curious to know. I know. Let us know, y'all. Yes, yes. All right, we will hear from us next week. All righty, peace.